This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I try to strike that perfect balance of laid back and glamorous just like a Gucci beanbag chair. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, it's time. Uh, uh, I... four? The season of loving. No, uh, <laughs> that's incorrect. Oh, sorry, I'm just in a saucy mood lately. I can't imagine why. Yeah, who knows? Definitely doesn't have to do with the, the pre-banter uh, that, that we just recorded. Uh, but but uh, what, what exactly is it uh, time for, as you say ominously, which makes me endlessly concerned? Well, Remington, you've been pointing out the past couple of weeks that I've been relatively nice to you lately. We're, we're on a, a streak of, I think, five anime that generally got a thumbs up and that's basically unprecedented uh so let's just keep it rolling let's keep it smoothly moving forward in that direction and there's a there's a strong reason why i did this ram (laughs) uh and it's not a reason you would normally expect normally you'd expect me to preface a lot of good things followed by something god-awful and horrible. Yes, 100%. Yeah, that, I, I assume that because that is what I have learned through 105 episodes of this show. Ah, but this is where things are different, Remington. The reason I've been relatively nice to you these past couple weeks is because you I'm scared. You are trying scared. to seduce me. Oh, okay. I am very scared, Remington. Uh, what, what, what are you... Okay, that's alarming. Uh, normally, I'm the one that's scared on the podcast. Why the fuck are you scared? Well, Remington... Because the anime we're going to talk about today is arguably our most requested. And if you do not like it, I don't know what'll happen to us. Hold on. Hold on. Just a moment, Sean. Uh, I I don't know. So I, as per usual, have no idea what we are doing today. However, can I make a comment slash rant? What's that? If you're talking about doing something that might be our most requested, in my mind, obviously, I, I don't try to read through the recommendations. I try to avoid it to keep myself nice and ignorant nice and clueless nice and naive like everyone likes me uh so so i i try to avoid the recommendations but nonetheless uh i still i still have corneas still things pass into my retinas i i do see a handful and out of out of the ones that i've seen in my opinion one has shown up more than any other i've ranted about this before like 50 episodes ago uh and and that is is your lie in april so uh ideally ideally the listeners they see the title it says your lie in april and as the voice of the people i hope this episode is your lie in april because i have no idea what it is about i have never heard it other than seeing glimpses of it in recommendations uh and i've seen that so so goddamn much that i'm hoping it's that one otherwise on behalf of all the people who have recommended it and i think there were a lot i will be angry Well, Remington, as you know, we are not ones to do things that are timely or appropriate. (laughs) That that is that is our tradition, Sean. (laughs) And since uh, the uh, biggest uh, clamoring of desire for a show, uh, this one in particular, everybody thought that we would do this show last month. But how could I? That's not our speed. There's no way I would match it up perfectly like that. That is ridiculous. did, Did they want you to do it last month? Because last month was April. 
That is correct, Remington. Oh, and is it because the anime that you are showing me after all this time, after so many recommendations, is your lie in April? That's right, Remington. We are watching oh. March Comes In Like a Lion. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? What is that? Not the month-based anime that you uh, saw requested over and over and over again that people really wanted us to watch? Uh, it it it, it definitely uh, was not, Sean. <laughs> oh well, shit. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, I guess we can do your lie in April then. I suppose that's fine. Oh man, I, I swear <laughs> you you were on the cusp of of revisiting that that Harry Potter episode from way back when. It was <laughs> the parallels were uncanny. <sighs> Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had to do that joke. I wanted to do that joke and actually do a uh, March Comes In Like a Lion episode. But based on uh, recently, I actually put out a poll uh, on our to our patrons specifically to give them the choice of what our next episode would be. Oh, thank God. Okay. And they voted. They actually this time voted for your lie in April. Yeah, this is a uh, point of order. This is the second time I've offered a poll like this and uh, ha had uh, your lie in April as the uh, one of the options. And it that one did not get voted for anywhere near as much, uh, even though everybody seems to want it. I think what ended up winning out last time was, oh God, I can't even remember at this point, but basically it was something that I was not expecting at the time. Uh, but no, no, here we are with 27% uh, of the votes. Your lie in April uh, is the next episode we're doing, my man. Okay, well, uh, first of all, great news. I I have, even behind the scenes, Sean can attest to this. There have been multiple times I've gone to him and asked, when are we doing Your Lie in April? Uh, just because I've seen it recommended so, so goddamn much. Uh, that being said, I know literally nothing about Your Lie in April, and I might, there's a really good chance I'm gonna end up hating it. So to everyone, <laughs> everyone who's been recommending it, just be forewarned, I've been fighting for this to happen. Um, that doesn't necessarily increase my likelihood of liking it, because I know nothing yeah and that you've kind of hit the nail on the head of why i didn't want to do this uh anytime soon uh because remington we get a lot of emails uh and a lot of the emails i recommend this show uh are yelling at me saying that if i don't show you the entire series in one sitting they are going to be pissed off at us ah uh, fuck <laughs> but problem is is but that you don't want to listen to the people i'm the voice of the people you're not the voice of the people so we don't need to we can just stick to a normal three to four and then we're set to go problem is remington if i do three to four you will actually hate it i'm pretty sure oh god oh no oh no <laughs> Yeah, and I know for a fact that there's no way in hell I was going to show you the whole thing in one sitting because, again, that's a guaranteed way to make you hate something. Yep. Uh, but that's why I'm scared, Remington, because no matter how many I show you, I feel like it, it'll vast, it'll direct some hate towards me, and I don't want that. Uh, so, you know what? Just show me uh, one episode, and then we'll call it good, and that's all. It's like you want to be sodomized. <laughs> Uh, what, what I want is to watch the least amount of anime possible at all times. Afraid that you don't get that option, Remington. Shame. Nope, nope, because we, I have to break out the BS rule for it, because that's what the poll was. What was the next anime I was going to use the BS rule on? All right, so, uh, that means that, uh, essentially, uh, I'll be watching any number of episodes. What, how many episodes am I going to end up watching, Sean? Well, Remington, uh, I was trying to figure out what would be the best number, uh, so I ultimately decided on 13 episodes. <sighs> okay of 22. Okay, okay. 
Because unfortunately, oh. the 13th episode is probably the closest thing to a halfway point that is a good breaking point. Oh, it's so much. It's so, so much. It's not the most you've ever done. I, well, I, yeah, oh, fuck, don't remind me. Uh, okay. Um, it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an uphill battle. However, I have fought for this to exist. So I, I, I will try to find solace in that. Uh, with, with all this said, now we know how much I'm gonna be watching. We know all of the fan hype about this. Uh, we, we know some of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, but what we still have in no way addressed is what the hell is the show about? <laughs> All right, Remington. Without further ado, this is what the hit, oh God, the hit 2014 anime Your Lie in April is about. All right, let's hear, oh, fingers crossed. First of all, it's not, it's not just, it sounds like uh, a light novel title or something akin to that. So I'm going to guess that it's either like rom-com or slice of life and that it, hopefully, oh, please, dear God, uh, I, it doesn't sound like a shonen. It's not. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. Increasing the odds of, of liking it. Jesus Christ, you're a... <laughs> Uh, and, and it's not a light novel. It's actually a manga originally. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, and it is uh, essentially considered a... Uh, it does okay. It does apparently have the shonen tag on it, but I don't think that's the most accurate tag for it. Suppose it's not could, like it a some, battle shonen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more shonen in the fact that it's directed to kind of that age group, but it's not like, you know, battle shonen. Yeah, okay. Uh, but no, Your Lie in April is the story of a young man by the name of... Uh, God, Japanese names. Uh, Kosei Arima. All right. And then he plays a great April Fool's prank uh, by showing his friend Harry Potter. And that is his lie in April. <sighs> you know, there are going to be people that are very angry at you for making a joke like that. <laughs> like, I'm not one of them. I'm just defeated at this point. Like, I, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Uh, please continue, Sean, as you were. Uh, and Kosei Arima is, uh, kind of a prodigy piano player. Okay, neat. Uh, and has been, uh, going, growing up in the process of trying to be an amazing piano player, uh, loves making music, things of that nature. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, his mother dies rather young when he's at a young age. Congrats, bucko. You're an anime protagonist now. Yep. So after his mother dies, uh, he kind of falls into a deep, heavy downward spiral of major depression uh, to the point where he basically can't really hear or process uh, the music he makes. All right. All right. So a, a nice uh, depression induced uh, Beethoven. Very much so. Uh, and two years later, he still hasn't really uh, come close to a piano. He just avoids it like the plague. Uh, it, it's, it's unfortunate because the way of his mother died, of course, was a uh, piano falling uh, from a six story building and just like Acme crashing down on her, which uh, don't get me wrong. It, it sounds funny, especially when uh when two drums and a cymbal fell, but I'm right after, but it was not, it was actually very traumatic. Oh boy, we're going to get a lot of emails for this episode, aren't we? <laughs> like, I haven't oh. seen it yet. I who I don't need to be reverent about a show I have seen nothing about. Continue your description, Sean. I'm just saying, man, like, there's a reason I'm terrified to do this show or any shows that are this highly rated. It just to, to the listeners, to the listeners, I'm just going to say, save the hate for part two of the podcast where I discuss my thoughts on it. And then the hate will probably be way more justified. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just for some perspective, Remington, this is the number 27th ranked anime on Mal. <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> At an 8.81 with over 634,000 users voting on it. Oh, man, I've, I've been vying for this episode to happen. Will it, will it be because I love it or will it just be to kill another golden cow? Uh, I believe the phrase is golden goose, Remington. Uh, no, I, 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 they're different contexts. Sean. So, Golden Cow. Golden Cow. This is this is an idol of weebdom, you see. Uh, I'm, I'm going to the Bible. I'm not going to uh, nursery rhymes. That's the difference between you and me, Sean. You've got Mother Goose. I've got Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows we're going to need a bit of both after this. <laughs> okay. So, uh, c- c- continue continue your, your description. So, he, he hasn't touched a piano since. Poor guy. Yeah, he's basically been le- living a, uh, just, uh, what you would call a colorless life. Uh, just with his two friends, uh, Subaki and uh, Ryota. Oh, uh, is it? Wait, is is the anime gonna be just like that? that what's that one musical, Sean? Uh, There's so many musicals, uh, Remington. Or is it Thespians. just a play? Is it just a play, or is it a musical? One second. Elevator music. Pleasantville. Uh, fuck, I don't even know like what to properly fucking search for. Pleasantville. Well, you know, I wish I could help. Aside from, you know, you just said, what's that one musical or play? Yeah, but it's not it exactly bl- a lot to go on. No, it, 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 I, it, there's it, the, the movie of it, it starts black and white and then it becomes colorful. Fucking it's Wizard a- of Oz? No, not Wizard of Oz. It's, it has like a town and the town is like all depressed and stuff, but then things get better. Pleasantville. Footloose? <laughs> No, definitely. All right, you know what, Just Dylan, cut this whole conversation. Cut it all. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He lives a colorless life. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're laughing because we just scrapped three minutes of a bit that didn't go anywhere. All right, so continue, Sean. Yes. Uh, and uh, however, one day everything changes when he meets a, a beautiful violinist by the name of Kaori Miyazono. Okay, cool. Uh, we got we got Kauri. We got already forgot the main guy's name. Ah, uh, for crying out loud! It it was literally less than five minutes ago. Oh, uh, who can keep track anymore? In one out, <sighs> in one ear, out the other. That's how I interact and engage with the Japanese language. Kosei, or Kosei, Arimo, good old whichever Kosei. you prefer. Kosei is uh, easier. Uh, uh, who uh essentially stirs up his world and sets him on a journey to face music again. All right. I mean, it sounds it sounds pretty solid. Yep. And the whole story is essentially uh, the story of him trying to reconnect with music through the help of his friends and loved ones and trying to uh, accept himself for who he is as a person. All right. Well, uh, you know, this is actually very pertinent to uh, both you and I, Sean, because uh, we actually have very strong musical talents. Um, In fact, Dylan, if you could include our musical talents. uh, First, here's an example of Sean's musical talent. Perfect. Thank you. Spot on. And then uh, here's here's an example of of my musical talent. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, that that uh, sums a very talented individual. So it's very close to our heart, uh, obviously. So. I, <laughs> this is one of the rare times where I have no idea where one of your bits is going, and I am concerned. Uh, the the real question is where where will Dylan make it go? Where will our editor Dylan make it go? Oh, I see. So you're just you're just giving him more work. <laughs> 
You're you're yeah. making the poor lad suffer. Uh, but yeah. So, um, th- this sounds like it should be interesting. Is there anything else I should know before we we jump in to a whopping thirteen episodes? Honestly, Remington, the only thing you really need to know, or rather, to be occasionally thinking about, is the title. What does the it mean? Title. I that is right now. It just it it sounds like an April Fool's joke, uh, but that doesn't make any sense. Um, it, if it's an April Fool's joke, it is the worst fuck. April Fool's joke in the history of anything. <laughs> what, you, what you do, you, you reintroduce like music and beauty and color into someone's life. You you reintroduce, you you give them meaning, and then you're, at the end you're just like, ah, April Fool's, life is a meaningless void. Nothing exists. Nothing is worthwhile, you dumbass. Oh, God. We are going to get emails. <laughs> We're going to get so many emails. <laughs> I welcome them. Anime out of context at gmail.com. Uh, please direct all angry emails towards Remington. I did my best, damn it. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, Remington, this is a really decent, really touching show that has affected a lot of people, so much so that they have requested that I show it to you for years now. I just hadn't had the emotional preparedness to do it, mostly due to the fact that I'm scared of people. All right, well, let's see how I end up on the other end. Will I think, wow, this is another one that everyone agrees is great and is actually great, or will I come to the conclusion that it is overhyped and not as good as everyone claims it is? Only one way to find out. Okay, then without further ado, let's jump into Shigatsu wa Kimi no Uso or Your Lie in April. Gentlemen, we are back after consuming the hit 2014 anime Shigatsu wa Kimi no Uso or Your Lie in April. And uh, we've consumed a grand total of 13 episodes. And Remington, how you feeling, bud? Uh, well, you know, a t- ton of, of anime. Always quite a lot for me. Uh, and I think... I think I may have taken more notes on Your Lie in April than I have basically any other anime. I don't know. It might be close with Sword Art Online, but it, I mean, it, it's up there. What about all the notes you took on, uh, on what was it, uh, High School DXD? Oh, God. Oh, God. Don't, don't remind me. Uh, it was just a I, lot I, of really crude drawings and uh, <laughs> lots of why, Sean, why. It was very interesting to read. Yeah, it, it was just the the mad scribblings of insanity uh, that just delved into absolute chaos there. Uh, but I, I so I have a whole lot of thoughts, a whole lot of notes. Uh, j- my my opinion uh, was up in the air for for quite a bit of it. Uh, do do Sean, do you want to hear my my overall opinion now, or uh, do you not want to quite risk it and save it for later? I mean, I. I have a feeling that people are going to be mad at you no matter what happens, so my preference is not really relevant at this point. <laughs> uh, like, you could love this show with all of your heart and say one bad thing and people are going to rip you out for it, so... Yeah, I, I can guarantee, regardless, uh, still keeping my actual opinion of the show up in the air for a moment, uh, regardless of my opinion on the show, just some of the things I'm going to say are going to very strongly anger people. Like, it is going to piss them off. 
But just a friendly reminder, my my dude. Uh, this is currently the uh, 25th highest rated anime on Mal, uh, with an 8.81 uh, and about oh just 649,000 ratings, give or take. Very very high, very very well acclaimed. We went into this wondering if I was going to figure out that it lived up to the hype or figure out that it was overhyped and tear down something that people have loved and fought for for us to do on the show, including me. I have also fought for us to do this on Anime Out of Context. So, uh, you know, with, with all that preamble, I think we should uh, jump into the, to it. I think just going up briefly over every episode, I have quite a few notes on basically everyone, so I'll try to, I'll try to squish them, make them uh, a nice condensed and accessible form. Very well. So, uh, episode one is pretty straightforward. We get uh, introduced to all of the major characters, uh, immediately struck by the visual style. It's a very pretty show. It's it's very aesthetically pleasing. Um, it has a nice OP. Uh, it sounds nice, good visuals. Uh, pretty solid. Uh, the show starts out, and it, it plays with the idea of child murder a little bit, because our, our main character, Kosei, is... is uh, just floored by a baseball uh, crashing through the school window into his face, and he starts bleeding out on the floor. Uh, and you know what? I can always appreciate playing with child murder. Uh, uh, in anime, I hope. In in anime, yes. <laughs> I want to specify. That, that's in a very anime. important distinction to make, my dude. <laughs> Don't yeah, check under be my floorboards. This first episode they fine. ever listened to. You have to remember that. <laughs> it's it's true. Uh, yes, in anime, I enjoy. Uh, child murdering tendencies. This played with that, which is which is pleasant. Uh, you also uh, you're you're introduced to the the main three uh, three of the four main characters, which are Kosei, who's the protagonist, then uh, Tsubaki and Watari. Uh, Tsubaki is a sporty girl, uh, been childhood friends with Kosei, and then Watari is womanizing, charismatic. Uh, he, he's a bro, and so we're introduced to them, right? And what's really nice is in this first episode, they have a lot of context conversations, which are like conversations that they don't feel the need to explain. Oh, yes, you know this. You you know this teacher. You know the one who we had this experience with who happened at this time. Rather, they just have a natural conversation and let the audience infer the details, which is really nice and a thing more shows should do instead of assuming their audience is very stupid. Yeah, to be fair, a lot of times audiences are stupid, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of times audiences are stupid, but I don't think they're as stupid as many other shows present. So it's nice to see uh, conversations that we can get the context from just without having it blatantly explained to us. Uh, there, there was a lot of talk about like the vibrance of of music and stuff at this stage, uh, to which I, I made a prediction that at some point you're, they're going to play with like black and white or heavy desaturation and heavy saturation, uh, which, which indeed they, they do play with those quite a bit. Uh, we yeah, also get introduced. That the show to... is often lauded for. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we, we also get introduced to uh, Kosei's uh, uh, abusive mom, which is uh, a nice oof. Uh, and and Tsubaki wants Kosei to come along because Watari is going to meet Tsubaki's friend, Kaori, and it's sort of like a double date-ish sort of thing, right? Uh, so Kosei shows up, and he sees Kaori, and she's playing uh, music with some kids. Uh, and there's a great, the best instrument, a piano flute. Uh, I don't really know what the piano flute is, but I like the piano flute. You haven't seen one of those before? Uh, but then, then, then we get a moment that I don't like, Sean. We 
get in the first episode it's been doing real good uh it's been been real charming uh it's introduced characters uh quite well quite quite strong uh you understand these characters very well but then we get into the mistaken pervert nonsense because kosei was trying to take a picture of kaori and her the wind was sort of blowing her skirt and so she thinks he was taking a picture of her skirt and she's like how dare you and she smacks him around and it's the same old bullshit and that that was that was a bit meh that's uninspired that's that's unoriginal, bland, and unnecessary. That was unfortunate. Like, in the first episode, that's like the bad point. The rest of the first episode, great, great first episode. That element, uh, just, it, it feels like it didn't quite fit with, like, the mood or the tone, and it didn't add any, like, comedy or interest into it, so didn't like that bit. But overall, solid first episode. Hello? Uh, yes? <laughs> I, I expected some sort of some sort of feedback or, or comment. Oh no, I mean that's basically how I felt about it. So you're good. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> so uh, first episode, pretty good. Uh, one minor flaw, but overall solid first episode. In in the it's second not episode, it turns out for me as it is for you, but that's just because you know anime. That's because that's because weebs cream their pants over the pervert tropes, and I don't know hey, why. Hold on it's, now, that it's is so not what lame. I said. It's so unoriginal, uninteresting, and unfunny. Ninety nine times out of a hundred. I don't know why they keep trying to make it work, especially to show that it, it is so incongruous with. But nonetheless, the the second episode uh, turns out Kauri, uh, she she was just getting ready for uh, a music competition. Uh, she plays violin, uh, not the piano flute, unfortunately, though a piano flute competition would be my kind of competition. And, it's called a melodica, and so, by the way. Uh, I don't give a shit what it's called. It's a piano flute. And it's okay, so... way to just disregard an entire <laughs> instrument. Cool, cool, cool. In a show about music. <laughs> I'm not disregarding it. I'm uplifting it with its proper name. Uh, then, then we... we we get another like sort of flashback PTSD bit of like Kosei is, is struggling with the memories of like his mom and his past and her death and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and I, I'm immediately concerned uh, that the, the PTSD bits are going to be uh, both uninteresting and very important. That was my worry at this stage because they weren't quite capturing me. Uh, and I was a little bit concerned about that. Uh, another thing I, I really disliked that every single person, like they, they walk in to take their seats, Kosei, Watari, and Tsubiki, right? The, the three friends, uh, Kaori has gone backstage getting ready. And everyone is like, oh, wait a minute. Is that, is that Kosei? Oh my, ooh, whisper, 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 whisper. I think that's him. Oh, finally, after so many years, what's he doing here? And it, it was so ridiculous and over the top. Like, sure, he was a real talented, like 10 or 11 year old. But why is everybody so wildly obsessed with him? The better way, just make it like a single person. A single person, maybe like they sit next to him and he, the person's like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you Kosei? And like Kosei would be like, uh, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't want to talk about it or whatever. Right, mate, just, we, we would understand it then. Why does it need to be everyone in the goddamn theater? It's, I mean, just, the it was, competitive wasn't great. music scene is a pretty tight-knit group, my dude. Well, yeah, it might be tight-knit, but that doesn't mean everyone is going to be like, holy shit, it's him. After many years, he has finally come back. Like, not everyone is going to care that much. People have their own lives and things going on. 
and then and then we finally get to uh we, we see sort of see a couple people play the violin before Kauri shows up uh and oh boy uh Kauri, of course everyone else is fine but Kauri is so original so innovative so unique so creative she is one of a kind and brilliant holy shit everyone freaks the fuck out uh it, it's like shonen bullshit uh essentially she's like the kirito of music she's just oh, so much better oh, than God. everyone you did not just make that comparison <laughs> it's it's right though it's correct because she's just so wildly better than everybody else and it's so obvious no one else even stands a chance fuck everyone else they don't matter but her oh god she's so prodigious uh, and that's just less interesting. Just make her like really good, have her own unique style, but maybe not perfect. Like maybe, maybe she's mechanically a little less talented, but she has such a unique, innovative style that it's super interesting. Like that would be a little bit more interesting. Instead, she's so perfect and amazing. Holy shit. Uh, and that's just okay sure uh and and sure enough uh everyone everyone's uh talking about her everyone it, it has their minds blown the judges however the head judge oh he doesn't like it he's he's like a a super villain for some reason they threw in a super villain to be the judge who's just like comically antagonistic uh but not intentionally comically antagonistic unfortunately and so the the implication is that she's going to get robbed from moving on to the next round because of this judge. Uh, and okay, sure, whatever. Uh, everyone is talking about her afterwards. No one gives a shit about anybody else. Everyone is just like, holy shit, it's her. Oh, wow. Oh my God, it's her. Uh, similar to how they did with Kosei. Uh, some, some little girls give her flowers, uh, which, which is fine. But then Kosei's like, I've never seen anyone do that to someone they don't even know before. It's the first time. It's unprecedented, which is whatever. Okay. It's just... It, the problem is with these seeds is it's the it's the musical anime equivalent of and then everyone clapped and this is not going to go away and it's so irritating every time uh it just uh don't like it i'm not a fan uh, th those elements just do not add anything to it. Uh, but this episode strongly establishes Kaori as the standard manic pixie dream girl to a T, 100%. Uh, she, she fits that category undeniably. Uh, and sure enough, uh, she, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't win from the judge's point of view, but she gets the audience award. So she moves forward anyway, because everyone obviously found her the favorite because she was so obviously the best. So first episode, great. Second episode, uh, a clusterfuck, if I'm being honest, just oh dear, really bad. So, so far, very mixed. And I was worried at this stage, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, you have me pretty fucking worried right now. I'm a little concerned, it's got to be said, Remington. But hey, there are 11 episodes left, so there's there's plenty of time. Episode 3, uh, episode 3 is after the thing. We, we have, like, a scene with Kosei and Kaori. They're at a cafe, and, uh, and... and when when Kosei she she gets Kosei to start playing right uh, and he's nervous about it because it's PTSD but she she gets him to uh, and then every single person in the cafe they stop eating stop everything stop talking stop whatever they happen to be doing and they turn and they are so so entranced 
by Kose. Once again, we, it's the, and then everyone clapped. It, can, can we just have a moment where the world doesn't center around Kose? Why does everyone only give a shit about Kose and Kaori and not their own lives? Why does no one have their own life in this? It's, it's so ridiculous. It's so, it, it's, it's like a juvenile way of viewing the world. Uh, just, uh, irritating, irritating. Uh, and, and at one point it's even said, uh, cause like it's mentioned like, oh, is that Kosei? And he's like, wow, people know me. And like, there's a comment where, where like she's talking to him and she's like, yeah, there isn't a musician in our generation who hasn't heard of you. Yes, yes, there isn't a musician in the generation who hasn't heard of that one 11 year old who was really talented. Like, just, uh, shut the fuck up. Just stop. It's so annoying. Uh, but then they have some like shenanigans with with music and paper where uh like uh sheet music is posted everywhere because uh Kauri wants uh wants Kose to be her accompanist. And so she creates a scheme where just the the sheet music is absolutely everywhere he looks uh which is pleasant. He'll open his locker, boom, sheet music right there. Uh and that, that that's pleasant. Uh and uh but but overall like at this stage I I felt that Kauri and this opinion, although I formed it at episode three, already people will be angry. Um, but oh, I felt that Kauri would be better as a supporting character than a main character. Uh, oh. Because, because uh, I'll be honest, Sean, there is a, a much more interesting... Uh, in fact, I don't even think Kosei should be the main character. All right? Uh, for reasons oh, that I will explain more later, Tsubaki should be the main character. The sporty girl uh friend since childhood she should be the main character she should be the character that all of this takes place from the focus of this uh first of all she's easily the most interesting out of the four of them uh by far uh and so she should definitely be the main character that's an opinion i i'm staying with 100 percent i mean uh, it's but people are gonna to get have my dude but it's the one that's gonna get you killed so yeah i know there's gonna be a lot of like cowrie stands that are like how dare you insult my waifu <laughs> Uh, uh, that's just me being antagonistic. Uh, there will be plenty of people who are reasonable, uh, but plenty of people who won't be. Uh, then they they sort of temporarily, uh, there, there was a sort of love triangle briefly uh, implied between uh, Kaori, K Kaori, Kosei, and Tsubiki. Uh, because even though Kaori is with Watari, Kosei obviously is super into her because she's a manic pixie dream girl. Uh, but Tsubiki is, has, was shown to be like sort of interested in Kosei. Uh, at this point, they, they temporarily, like, put that on ice with Subaki just being like, nah, he's just a brother, like, it's not a big deal, whatever. Uh, but they do revisit it, uh, which is good, uh, because the love triangle, uh, is, is generally interesting, and it's more of, like, a, a weird love zigzag, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream style, uh, which is nice. Uh, I wish it was emphasized quite a bit more, uh, but it's just sort of not. Uh, you, you have a sort of, like, implied tragedy with, with Kaori, uh, and so there's an implied manic pixie dream girl tragedy uh and I'll, I'll soon predict what it is but not quite yet um also Kauri is so violent to Kosei like she just beats the shit out of him at all times uh as she does in this episode uh, trying to get him to be an accompanist uh just just beats the shit out of him uh, uh it's it's that mix of Genki girl and Sundare that is kind of doing a fusion dance right there yeah which it's just like that that's a trend that can also die just 
uninteresting, bad, toxic, obviously done for comedy, but not even very funny. Just boring and overused again. Uh, it's not the worst thing, but it's just a very minor thing where it's just like, uh, uh just like these tropes don't work. Uh, and, and, uh, at the end, there's like a, a moment where uh, Kauri is pleading Kosei, please be my accompanist. He's been super reluctant. He, he's been very hesitant to do so this whole episode, right? Um, but she starts uh, pleading. She starts even crying uh, about it, just how like th th this is so important. Uh, and I really like, th it's supposed to be a real nice emotional moment, her crying. I didn't really care. Didn't feel like there was proper development. Uh, so uh, if, if we look at the first three episodes, the first episode was good, but overall, uh, Your Line April, I, I would argue, uh, fails the three episode test. Uh, okay. That isn't to say that it's a bad show yet. There's still 10 more episodes, but you know, it, the, the, it fails the three episode test. I mean, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna get even more people pissed off. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for the, but this is nice type of moment, but I'm not expecting it to come anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's going to be more good. There's going to be more bad. Oh dear. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'll be honest. If, if you've brought a pitchfork to this episode, uh, yeah, no, no that's fair. That's, it was, th this is one that, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, it was voted for by our patrons. So they asked for it quite literally. Uh, I, I asked for it. It's what I've been wanting. And yet uh, here you are. Here I am. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so now, past three episodes, uh, we're, we're gonna get into more spoilery territory, if that wasn't obvious. Uh... So I, I think that generally overall thoughts, if you don't want to listen to more spoilers, uh, you just want to know if you should watch it or not. Uh, sure, sure. Go ahead and, and watch it. Um, if you think by now you should have an informed opinion. If you think that it's interesting, go ahead and watch it. If it doesn't seem like your thing, it won't be your thing. Uh, now in the fourth episode, we get to the competition with, uh, with Kauri and Kosei, right? That's what this episode is all about. Um, we see more about the, uh, abusive mom and Kosei's love for his mom, uh, sort of like a Stockholm Syndrome, love of the abuser, which can be interesting if done right. Um, my, my worry here is that through Kosei's development, he's... The, the lesson he's learning is just, yeah, he really is that talented rather than like that. It's okay to fail. It's okay to be imperfect. Uh, and in a way, I think both of these themes are quite relevant. Uh, I still think that an emphasis on accepting failure would be a little bit, could be a little bit more emphasized, could be a little bit more increased, uh, but it, it, it's all right. It's okay. Uh, they show up, uh, of course, when they show up. Oh my God. Every single person is like, is that Kosei? Holy shit. I think that's Kosei because that's just how the world works for Kosei. Um, and, and so th they, they start performing, the two of them, together. And, of course, Kosei's PTSD starts chiming in. And uh, that being the only reason he makes a mistake after not playing for a couple years is just so much less interesting. Like, imagine if, if like, that contributes, but also, like, he's rusty, he's out of practice, he hasn't been doing any of this for years, and so he makes sincere mistakes. Then, because he is so used to being perfect, he has to reconcile with himself about what it's like to make mistakes, not because of what amounts to PTSD voodoo, but because he just 
can't do it quite as well, and that's okay. Like, the way it explored that just wasn't as interesting or compelling to me. Uh, and and so, uh, it, it becomes a bit of a clusterfuck, and they have to reset, uh, but then they, they reset, and it goes much better. Uh, which, of course, even though it was a clusterfuck, and people were like, what, what, what's going on? I, I don't understand. After that, there's a standing ovation and yells of, Encore! Do an encore! This is in a competition setting! Who the fuck does this? It's it, it's ridiculous. It's so bad. It's so bad. Whenever they do this, it's one of the most ridiculous things. I keep I keep reemphasizing this because I, I I want this to be known. It's and then everyone clapped. That's it. That good old meme. So many times, every goddamn time, and you're like, it doesn't feel deserved. It doesn't feel warranted or earned. Uh, the the obstacles that they're facing, that Kaori and Kosei face, feel unnatural and artificial. It's it's like saying that, like, oh, Bella from Twilight, she's real clumsy, you know? It's like, yeah, you can call that some obstacle or flaw that she has, but it it's doesn't feel like a proper real flaw. It just feels like something tacked on so that there's something you can say they struggle with. Uh, not to interrupt, but I'm interrupting. Did you seriously just make a Twilight comparison on our podcast? you damn right I did, Sean, and I think it was well-deserved. Does that fucking mean that you've read and or seen the Twilight movies? Uh, I've, I've read, uh, I read Twilight, I believe when I was 12, read them all. Uh, wasn't a great decision of mine. Uh, we all make questionable decisions, and yet, uh, at that and age. And yet, you haven't seen some of the greatest fucking movies of all time. Now, hold on, I haven't seen the Twilight movies. <laughs> <laughs> Yet you spent, arguably, way more time reading the books. I mean, yeah, books are just better. Uh, but this, I mean, Twilight books aren't. But, you know, uh, questionable decisions. But nonetheless, uh, it, it, it just, it, it's iffy. It's real iffy. Uh, episode five, we go to the hospital because, as we're shown, at the very end of their very dramatic performance, uh, Kauri fainted just in front of everyone. She dramatically fainted. Uh, had to be taken to the hospital. We start the episode with uh, a good old lucky pervert trope because they walk in on Kauri shirtless uh, being taken care of by a nurse or whatever, uh, which the same old shtick, it, unnecessary, dumb, stupid, it doesn't work at all for like what this show is going for in any way. Um, it's also at this point, I feel like, I, like she explains like she has anemia. Uh, and so she fainted, right? Uh, it, it's nothing crazy. Uh, and at this point, I, I wrote down, uh, my, my overarching sort of prediction for it. Uh, I think that's the lie. That's the lie in April. Uh, that, that it's just, like, anemia, it's nothing serious. Uh, that everything's okay. Uh, because I, I thought that there was going to be some Manic Pixie Dream Girl tragedy. I think from what was presented, I wrote down, uh, is she, is she dying? Is that why she appreciates life so much? Is that the lie? Uh, and so that, that was my, uh, prediction at this stage. Um, what, do you want me to confirm or deny it? Or what, what do you want me oh, to no, say to that, that? No, I'm just saying that at that stage, that was my prediction. I'm just giving my internal thoughts, uh, okay. about it. Uh, then, uh, the problem, here, here's the problem with Kauri, uh, 
she is very much your standard manic pixie dream girl, but with even less flaws. Like, the, maybe she gets angry at times, and I enjoy those, but those aren't real flaws. Uh, the way she is presented, she doesn't really have flaws. Uh, and don't get me wrong, there's one, like, super huge flaw that I personally think she has that I'll go over later, but the show doesn't present it that way. The show has not really presented a single bad thing or flaw towards Kaori, which, which makes her less interesting. I mean, you do say these things, and they sound correct but all i'm hearing is i would like to be murdered in this way i would like to be <laughs> strung up i would like to be burned and i would like to be buried alive uh in that order i i'm happy for any rebuttals or refutations if you can list a single genuine flaw that is presented in the show with Kauri up to this point or just up to what we have seen so far uh i am i am open ears sean i mean i don't have any i don't know why you're asking exactly me. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, so fortunately, uh, I, I was worried that Kauri and Kosei were going to move forward after their clusterfuck of a performance. They don't. They don't move forward. Thank goodness. It would have felt wildly undeserved. Uh, th there's a, a brief notion of Kosei being worried that he's a sort of like one trick pony. And I, I thought that was a very interesting idea. I wanted them to really emphasize that direction. Like he's really talented at just one thing. He's really struggling with that. And it, it's sort of, they sort of delved into, it's like poked, it's touched on, but it, it, they don't go deep into it, which is unfortunate because that would be so much more interesting of a direction. Uh, because Kosei is so... So whiny and one note he in the first the problem is in episode one I thought okay these are strong foundations for characters I'm excited to see how these develop further little did I know those weren't the foundations of the characters those were the whole of the characters that was the totality of the characters including especially Kosei who has not developed or done anything or grown or or shown more of a character in any way he's one-dimensional as fuck up to this point uh he at this point he's bland bitch protagonist and it's it's rough because episode one didn't think he was gonna be at this stage in the show he definitely is you know i i tried to be nice remington i really did uh you know mostly to the fans not to you i i rarely try to be nice to you uh uh you know remington i knew this was going to be a a troublesome episode for us. It's why I put it off so long. Uh, primarily due to the fact that you're saying a lot of really th uh, heavy-handed things about a lot of people's favorite anime, and I'm scared. I don't want. I don't, I don't want to be caught in the crossfire. I don't want to be caught in the explosive splash damage. Aw, Sean, you know that there's no way out for you or me. We're both fucked. Uh, uh, so I didn't want to be. <laughs> so. I, there, there's been at this point there's been a couple times where Kosei has shown his reluctance to get back into music right and uh Tsubaki and especially Kaori have emphasized to him that he needs to play mu music he has to do it it's the only way he's gonna resolve his inner trauma and turmoil uh and and find fulfillment or some bullshit uh and and while while I think this is one option I think something that needs to be emphasized is that like just moving on is okay like if if you don't want to 
rectify or satisfy or, or come back to these things that have hurt you, that's fine if you're able to find fulfillment in other things. Like, that, that is genuinely okay, and that's not really mentioned or touched upon, and I understand why, but I think it's just important to note here, uh, because it's definitely not something addressed in the show, and I understand why it's not really addressed, but I would have slightly preferred if it were a bit. Uh, then, in, in this episode, uh, we transition to uh, a walk home. We have Tsubaki, which is always great to see Tsubaki. The, once again, the best character out of the main characters. Uh, walking home with, uh, with, uh, I think, th there's, there's like two different walks from home, if I remember. Uh, one is with Kaori, one was with just like a friend. At one point, she gets introduced to, well, not introduced, but, uh, there's, there's the old baseball captain or some shit, uh, who's, who's a, a super charming jock and uh and Tsubaki feels a, a little bit uh, alone now uh because all she's right, all right. what I, I i have to stop you right now uh, just due to the fact that i've let you say it so many times people are going to yell at me if i don't correct you the name is pronounced Tsubaki all right cool so Tsubaki okay uh, <laughs> 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 oh, good, good. More, more fuel to the fire. Let's let's dump some kerosene on this bitch. Let's see what happens next. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Tsubaki. Uh, so there's the baseball captain. He's like hunky and was her dream dude. Uh, but now she's obviously into Kosei. So she's like less interested in him. Uh, it would have been so much more interesting of a moment because baseball captain like asks her out and like she doesn't know how to respond because it's like her dream dude. But for some reason, she doesn't know why she's not as interested, which would have been great if like we had seen baseball captain anytime before this. We're just like, hey, here's him and here's their history together. And here's a moment based on that history. And it's like, uh, okay, uh, sure. Would have been nice if we had seen any of the history or been told about it or had any of it before this immediate moment. Well, I mean, the whole relationship with that guy is more so a, a what you could call a uh, a deception uh, crush, as it were. The well, idea yeah, it, of, it, it, like she just wasn't ever device. actually interested in him is the thing. Yeah, no, yeah, that that's made apparent. But nonetheless, it this moment of her like being like, he was my dream guy but why don't I really care? Like that moment would be way more interesting if we had seen the history that existed there instead of like, hey, here's a guy. Also, they sort of have a mild history and he was her dream guy, but no, wow, this is a really interesting moment of emotional ambiguity, isn't it? Sure, I guess, but you can't just introduce a character, tell me their history and be like, that's why this moment that's happening right now actually matters. It's like hearing uh, hearing a synopsis from your friend and them being like, yeah, it was real touching. I'm sure it was. I would have loved to see it. I feel like you're uh, throwing shade in my particular direction, Remington. <laughs> Uh, but nonetheless, uh, there, there's interesting dynamics because Subaki is jealous of Kaori uh, because Kosei likes Kaori, and uh, and Kosei is a bit jealous of uh, jealous of Watari since him and Kaori are sort of together. And like in this episode, there's like a brief cute moment between Watari and Kaori. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they like actually had chemistry. And it'd be so nice if they showed more because that is literally the first cute moment of the 
them being a couple. Uh, and we're five episodes in and it's supposed to have like these emotional layers to it. You have these different relationships going on, but it completely ignores like half of the possible relationships. We hardly ever see Watari and Kauri or Watari and Tsubiki or Tsubiki and Kauri. We see those moments a couple of times, but 90% of the time, it's just Kauri and Kosei. And it's very similar to My Hero Aka season one, where I railed against season one My Hero Academia because it was it was the Deku show. Specifically, it was Deku and uh, a blaster boy. What was his name? Bakugo. Bakugo. Yeah, a good old Bakugo and Deku. And the first season was like always focusing on those two. And I just wanted to see everyone else. It has felt so much like that, where it's like the, the interactions between Kaori and Kosei are fine, but they'd be so much better if we saw more of all of the other relationships and connections and bonds, but we just don't. Like, Kosei being jealous of Watari and Kaori being together, that's an interesting idea. But when we hardly ever see Watari, Watari and Kaori together, well, then it doesn't really fucking matter. The moments that they have together are real nice, but I want to see more Watari and Kaori. Watari and Kaori, so it actually matters. Oh, one second. He's a, he's adjusting once more. Dylan is. All right. Uh, and, and so this episode concludes with, with a nice dramatic, like, bridge jump of, like, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She gets him to do something he would be nervous to, and there's some parallels between his childhood memories with Tsubiki, and it, it, it's fine. It's good. It's whatever. Uh, so then we, we get to episode six. Uh, episode six, it's a lot about prepping Kosei, because Kosei is getting ready to actually compete for a competition for the first time in a long time. And there's, like, the, the regional sports games and things um in this episode uh we we see uh we see Kauri over at Kosei's house and with that we also see Tsubiki's jealousy of seeing Kauri in there and freaking out a little bit it's totally not subtle at all uh but this show is just not a very subtle show but it, it, I like Tsubiki's jealousy it, it's solid Tsubiki best character most interesting character real solid even though you won't pronounce her name correctly uh nope <laughs> Right. So in the regional games, we see uh, a little bit from both Watari and Tsubiki uh, in both uh, soccer and baseball, uh, which is real nice to see uh, because Watari and Tsubiki are great and they're interesting characters. And by God, just have more of them in the goddamn show, please. Then if you have more of them, then you don't oversaturate us with Kaori and Kosei and their bond. You also make those moments between Kaori and Kosei mean more and have more layers and it's so much better uh but they don't do this uh which is rough and just not great unfortunately uh then uh we, we there, there's also a nice moment where tsubiki and kauri are are walking home uh tsubiki sort of realizes that like she's not a part of the us the the we that is like kauri and kosei because they have this musical bond that tsubiki just can't match uh also kauri when tsubiki is not looking when they like separate kauri double backs uh and goes towards Kosei, uh, sort of being like nice and sneaky about it, which is interesting. That's so much more intriguing. I like these elements. I like these subtle interplays of, of, 
social dynamics and relationships. I want to see so much more of that. Uh, however, the, what the show needs to do at this stage, and it never does, uh, at least so far as I've seen it, it needs to acknowledge how terribly self-centered Kaori is. Uh, because Kaori is wildly self-centered. She is really only concerned uh, about herself, and she cares about herself, and sure, she sort of cares about others, but uh, she focuses almost exclusively on herself and how others uh, affect her and her life. Uh, which is fine. That's like an interesting character development. However, I can't list that as a flaw presented in her because the show doesn't acknowledge that as a flaw of her character. The the show, I don't even know if the show is aware of this quality of her. I don't, like, I'm worried that even by saying this now, there would be people who would be like, what? She's not self-centered at all. Which is a problem because she obviously is. Oh man, I'm going to get a lot of flack for not showing you the whole series at once, aren't I? Uh, I mean, maybe. However, 13 episodes, I would argue, is a sufficient amount. Well, tell that to all the people who are, uh, were very insistent on me showing you as much as possible of this show, saying that if I didn't uh, show you the entire thing, there would be no point, but, uh... Well, no, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If, if you're going to say, oh yeah, there's no point to watching 21 episodes of a show until you watch the 22nd, I, I'm just not gonna watch that show. I'm gonna watch a show where it's worth it to watch at least most of the episodes, if not all of them. Uh, like, that's just a bad argument in my mind. I never said it was a good one. Uh, well, and I just strongly disagree with it. Uh, and I, I think those making that argument make the show out to be worse than they intend to. Uh, so, uh, it, it's still, like, something that's very not subtle at this point, it's Subaki's insecurities about, like, her place and her role and, like, what she's doing, if she's good enough. Her insecurities are, like, so far in the show, the single most interesting element, and they've had, like, five minutes of screen time in six episodes. Uh, but one thing, you know, I've, I've done a lot of bashing. Let, let's give a little bit of compliment to this show, especially in these final moments, at least, like, walks home and things like that. This show does a, a very nice sense of nostalgia for for what's lost and a yearning for what's to come. And, and those are, are so, so amazing, so human, so delightful. I love those things. Uh, and, and so I, I would love, I, I love the, that those are emphasized. And so I do want to acknowledge that this show does capture those. Uh, and I think this is one of the single greatest reasons why this show is so evocative and so valuable for so many people. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter that with episode six has one of the most jarring endings of any of the episodes of Your Lie in April. Because we go from this like nice slice of life thing to then this ominous, brooding, third-rate shonen antagonist bullshit. Like it pans up to these two characters who hardly look like they're in the same show as everyone else. Uh, and they're just like, ah, oh, yes, now we must beat Kosei. And it's like, who the fuck are these characters? And it's supposed to be like building suspense or drama. But this is not the show where that style makes sense. It's your, it's the exact same thing that happens in, in Shonen where like you'll have, you'll have uh, characters doing well and they'll be happy and you'll be like, oh, that's the end of the episode. But then you'll like pan out of a crystal ball where an evil wizard is watching them and they laugh maniacally. And it was just like, what the fuck? It was weird and jarring. And I don't understand the stylistic decisions that went into that. You know, I hear that it's it's a very
very popular to, uh, with your coffin these days to uh, get a bunch of people to dance with it. I hear that's the new hip thing to do these <laughs> days, and I, I feel like that would be a nice way to go out, honestly, all things considered. I'm trying to look for the positives here, man, because I'll be honest, I ain't seeing a whole lot of positives. Uh, well, fortunately, you know what? Episode 7 does have uh, a little bit of, of positives. Uh, so for you you have you start with like a soccer game uh, with Subaki and everything, uh, the, the regional game. Uh, it's at this point that I'm realizing like Kosei is the least supportive friend out of all of his friends. Like he'll show up, but all of his other friends, like like Tsubaki and Watari, they have Kosei's back. They are there. They have Kaori's back too. They are there. They show up, they cheer, they're all in, they're supportive, they give advice. Kosei, he shows up and he's like, yeah, that's, he, he, that's it. He, he's the least supportive of all of his friends. He's there and that's all the support he provides. Uh, But oh, in, in this episode, we get like the best Watari moment, uh, which once again, there there's not a whole lot. Like he, he gave some decent advice once to Kosei while also telling Kosei that Kosei loved Kaori. It was weird. Uh, but now, uh, after Watari loses, uh, in the soccer game, he, he, like, tells everyone that, like, it's all right, it was a good game, don't worry about it. Uh, and then there's, like, this scene where he goes into the bathroom and he just starts crying. And that was incredible! That was great! I loved that! Okay, Wait, this just in. Well, Remington loves it when kids cry. Cool. I, I love it when people who are showing this, like, cool, confident veneer to others and then they struggle privately because they felt like their their goals are crushed and they're struggling with that and it shows like a humanity especially in the fact that they feel the need to hide it in front of so many others that's interesting that's compelling that's personal that's personal growth that's that's character development that's so intriguing we don't really see those themes again in Watari at least as much as I've seen and that's unfortunate once again oh god if this show just had more Watari and Tsubaki to balance things out so much much better. Uh, we, we get, uh, Kosei, he has a dream, uh, and he has a spooky, spooky dream cat, essentially. He gets some PTSD with a spooky dream cat. Uh, he has some memories about his old cat. Uh, there's more Kosei blood because there's so much Kosei blood in this show. There's a weird amount of Kosei blood in this show from one I thing thought or another. I enjoy that. I, I would, but it, I don't understand why it's there. It doesn't fit with the tone, especially because like sometimes it's sometimes Kosei bleeding profusely is like, wow, that that was an intense moment with like his mom or whatever. And other times it's like <laughs> he's getting beat up by a girl. So it's just, it's just weird. It's just weird. Uh, but there, there was, there's like a brief moment, uh, because at this point, uh, Kosei is also, uh, he, he shows up to the competition and we, we see the antagonists a little bit more. And one of the antagonists who we learn is Takeshi, uh, Takeshi, uh, and Emmy. They sort of dislike Kosei. It's, it's sort of implied in this episode, uh, which, which I like. I like people not being super obsessed and adoring Kosei. It's a nice change of pace, which has an asterisk on it that anybody who's seen the show knows what I'll bring up in the next episode. But it's a nice change of pace. Unfortunately, it is still a little like, oh man, I hate him because he's just so good. God damn it. He's just so frustrating just how talented he is. Like, he's too perfect. Uh, and it's like, don't hate him because of that. Hate him because he was an impersonal robot who loved competitions and not music itself. Like, that's that's what should be emphasized, but it's sort of just not. It's just, he was so talented and I wish I beat him. Uh, and in, in the next episode, next few episodes are just 
Kosei's competition, him getting back at the piano, competing after many years. It, it's, it's the next three episodes, I think, are like all about that. So, uh, episode eight, we get further introduced to the antagonists, uh, their decisions, uh, like Takeshi, for example, who was the winner of this competition, same competition the year prior, the reigning champion. Uh, he has like shonen hair as fuck. He seems like he could be interesting. The problem is his entire motivation is solely Kosei. Like, apparently he's one of the single best in Japan. He has the opportunity to go overseas, get some international renown, uh, accomplish these goals. Uh, however, uh, and this is very sincerely the reasoning that he explains to his teacher, uh, that, you know, going, going international to compete. These are great opportunities. However, there is a chance that this one kid who beat me when we were like 10, he might be competing in this competition this year. So I'm going to sacrifice my future prospects and personal growth to, for the opportunity to try and attempt to maybe beat him. Uh, because apparently Takeshi's only goal in life is to one-up the 10-year-old who beat him that one time. And maybe later get a castle. It's hard to say. It's just so uninteresting. Why does everyone's life revolve around Kosei? Just let people be their own characters. God damn it. Uh, so he, Takeshi competes and he's absolutely uh, incredible. Uh, it it would have been real interesting if he hadn't been shoehorned very suddenly and were told that we need to care about him. But apparently that's the only way the show introduces people, as we will see. Uh, then we get uh, an introduction to Emmy. She's the other uh, random antagonist that was introduced, uh, more dark and brooding. Uh, she performs well, but of course her sole inspiration for any piano playing was just Kosei um, because Kosei is responsible for inspiring this fun fact. Literally every single musician in Japan who's ever existed, uh, which is, oh God, just come on, man. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Uh, there, there's a, what I hope to be a joke about Emmy, the dark brooding girl being in love with Kosei. And I hope that was just like a, a joke about her, her more like fascination about him rather than foreshadowing. It's not uh, foreshadowing. You don't have to worry about that. Oh, I'll thank confirm God. you that right now. Cause otherwise it was going to border on harem anime. And if it became a proper harem anime, oh God, I was going to be livid. I no, was no, going to no. lose my mind. The only, the only, well, okay. Mm, well, oh mm. fuck. Let's just say that the only two that matter are Kaori and Tsubaki. Oh, the only two that matter. Okay. So, okay. It becomes a glorified harem anime is what you've just told me no Fuck. no it's just it's different <sighs> All right, uh, then, uh, so Emmy performs, she does real good. Uh, then they have this, like, weird coach drama that I, between Takeshi and Emmy's coaches, don't give a shit about it, it's weird. I, I don't know why I should care. Uh, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, while Emmy's performing, there's a neat little, like, autumn stylistic effect where you have, like, leaves falling, everything is in, like, yellow and orange, very vibrant, uh, which is real neat. I would have liked them to, like, do more with this. Like, when people perform, they take you to a whole different world, uh, and then maybe Maybe when Kosei performs, uh, he just takes you to like an empty competition hall because that's the emotion he has put in it so far, right? Uh, and that that could be interesting. I want, I like the idea. Want to see it emphasized just much more. Um, and of course, after Emmy performs, there's a standing ovation uh, because a fucking course there is. Why? Why wouldn't there be a standing ovation every single time? Because how I mean, else will the audience know that they are talented if every single person who ever existed doesn't be like, oh my god, they're the single most talented ever. 
were. That's to apparently be, the to only be fair, response. And when was the last time you went to a competition where uh, you know someone under the age of eighteen was performing that didn't get a standing ovation? No, but here's here's the well. First of all, that's not the same world this show is in. The, the world this show is in is everyone sucks unless you are very important to the plot. Uh, and that just uh, it's so much less interesting, especially for how things are treated a bit later. Uh, just don't care. Uh, episode nine, we finally get to Kosei getting ready to compete. Uh, we're briefly shown Kaori in uh, in, the, in the bathroom. Um, we see a bunch of medication, just a fuck ton of medication, uh, which is a nice, uh, interesting hint that all subtlety is removed when then you have just background characters being like, hey, did you see all of that medication? That seems like a lot of medication, which was just disappointing <laughs> because I, you know, I did see the medication. Thank you. Thank you for bringing my attention to it in case I missed the, the, the entire screen that was filled with medication. I appreciate that random tangential character. Uh, and you know, it's at this point, Sean, um, I realize I heavily dislike three elements of this show. Okay. All right. There's three major sins of this show that I think fundamentally do not work with what they're trying to do. Number one, the trauma, the PTSD and the sort of flashbacks and how it affects the playing. Uh, it, I, I mentioned episode two, I was real worried. It was going to be very important and also very uninteresting. Boy, oh boy, that holds out to be true. There's like maybe one or two interesting moments relating to it. But overall, in all of them, I was just more bored, sometimes frustrated, uh, but never cared or was interested or invested. I don't think it's handled that great. Uh, it, it feels like it's supposed to be real emotional and meaningful, but I don't think they develop it as much as they should. Uh, number two, the second great sin of Your Lion April, uh, everyone adoring Kosei. Because I mentioned the antagonists seem like they had a little bit of a problem with Kosei, right? And that was sort of interesting. But as it turns out, no, they don't really have a problem with them. They also adore uh, and just fucking love Kosei so much. Everyone is obsessed with Kosei. Uh, and this leads to what I think is like very juvenile and lazy writing, uh, which is the, and then everyone claps comparison I've been making this whole time. It, it's not interesting. There are better ways to convey that Kosei was very important other than having literally every single person be wildly obsessed and Kosei be their reason for living and doing anything. Everyone's motivation in this show is Kosei. And that's frustrating. Uh, and the third great sin of this show is the relationship between Kosei and Kaori, which unfortunately, because it has not developed depth in the other characters, lacks the emotional layers and ambiguity that it has tried to play with. Instead, we get a bland bitch protagonist and a mani manic pixie dream girl, Mary Sue, who it's it's just not compelling or interesting. And the problem is, Sean, the problem is these three things about the show are 80% or more of the show. It hurts me. It hurts me so deeply, Sean. Yeah, yeah, you know, we lived a good life. It, it was fine. We had we had our fun here today, you know? And we're not even done with uh, your entire synopsis. And already, I feel like people have turned us off and are, uh, like, bashing us unabasedly for all of the opinions that you have on this show. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we are almost an hour into this mess, and yet still, there there is... Don't worry, the pitchforks can get sharper. Uh... 
th this episode, so, so he, Kosei starts playing, right? And uh, he starts playing really well, but then he starts to struggle. Uh, he gets in a PTSD bit, which just isn't super interesting. Uh, we, we see a flashback that has his mom abusing him some more. And like, he wishes that she would just die. And she's sickly and she's, she's uh, essentially getting ready to die relatively soon. That's pretty much made apparent to us. And he wishes that she would just die. And that's supposed to be this like very complex and emotional moment and and one thing that this show does that isn't even just bad writing i think is unironically frustrating and bad is it it tries and miserably fails to elicit some sympathy for the abusive mother um there are some moments at this point it's like she was on her deathbed she she just didn't know how to take care of him she just wanted to prepare him and she did it in an improper way but she had good intentions and and now she she's dying and oh god she's struggling and blah 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 but there there's i have no sympathy she's not a sympathetic character she only stands as an abusive asshole with very little redeeming qualities there's not complexity there's not ambiguity she's just bad and so in the interactions with her that are supposed to be complex or ambiguous or or like layered no they're just not they just fall flat it, uh, it's 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 not good it's it, it, ptsd all of it everything surrounding the mom it's not good uh and it's frustratingly bad when it tries to elicit sympathy for a very unsympathetic character episode 10 we get more of kosei in the competition he fucks up everyone's like oh he's gonna be disqualified he fucked up what the fuck was that that's real disappointing but he restarts the piece he tries he tries to pull through we had a nice little uh sort of flashback with watari giving some great advice uh which is only relevant because oh god i love seeing watari and subaki please dear god show me more of the two interesting characters please uh we see more of ptsd stuff uh which has like i want to mention there's some nice stylistic decisions with the trauma and dealing with it and going through it really nice stylistic decisions just uninteresting execution uh takeshi is in the stands he's 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 listening and he's like he, he's having a crisis because he's disappointed a bit in uh kosei and what were the two years of him becoming the best in japan worth if not to beat that one kid that beat him before oh no takeshi is mortified uh i also think that kosei losing by disqualification it feels lazy because it feels like the implication is well if he would have been able to properly compete he obviously would have won but oh no he was disqualified so i guess we we'll we just can't know it, it's just lazy uninteresting they're trying to protect him just give them real goddamn flaws please that's all i want that's all i i want right now but they just don't kauri and kosei don't have proper flaws kosei is more flawed i guess but they still feel tacked on and more environmental than internal which is a problem with kosei and and kauri the, everything centers around kosei all of the other characters center around kosei when they're far more interesting if they just stood for themselves and kosei and, and kosei and kauri they both just lack any types of flaws sure kosei is a little bit more flawed but his flaws still feel like they're more external than internal it feels like things that are happening to him rather than who he actually is and it, it needs to present them with genuine flaws it needs to show that they're human and that oh uh, and and not oh they would definitely succeed with literally everything if it weren't for these environmental factors of course yeah uh, that being said, this episode 10 does end in, in a nice way because uh, Kosei starts just saying he hopes that, that his song, his message, his emotion,
emotions that they will reach her right um and and the strong implication is that it's it's towards Kauri but it's sort of revealed that it, it could be referred to Kauri but it's especially towards his mom right uh and that was a nice little uh double usage and not quite twist but uh semi-twist I'll say uh that that was pleasant that was clever that was that was intelligent I liked that oh wow you they said do, something and, nice it's been like 40 minutes I know it's been a minute uh then the episode ends with a weird like his his the ghost of his mom goes from black and white and frowning to colorful and smiling and I don't know that that felt a bit hokey to me <laughs> that felt a bit whatever to me but but overall decent idea decent idea uh we're getting there just three episodes left episode 11 for people who I, I don't know who's gonna enjoy this episode because people who love your lion April are gonna fucking hate this episode <laughs> so just oh, everyone's yeah. gonna hate this episode uh, then episode 11 you you get to see the uh results um the judges show up and they see K kosei and they're so pompously villainous like they it's it's absurd these are not real people uh, the the judge goes up to kosei and admonishes him for like stopping and restarting and for fucking up in the middle and he's like don't you understand that competitions are a sacred garden of music uh not a place to find yourself it's like who has these opinions who the fuck thinks this way these are not authentic individuals you've created some cartoon villain that does not belong in this show this doesn't work these aren't authentic these aren't emotionally correct it just oh god uh and then we get introduced to another character that apparently we're supposed to care about that was like his mom's kosei's mom's friend uh and, and she shows up and it's like oh yeah we have a history together of course we do here's our history together it's so nice to see you again uh and she's going to be important from here on out apparently which why is this the only way to introduce characters i don't just don't explain their backstory just show us who the fuck they are uh then like kosei's mom's friend talks to subiki about like the hidden emotions and the love triangle uh which has not been very hidden at all but it's nice that they're revisiting it because once again the sort of love triangle is the most interesting thing in the show uh kosei thank god does not make it in he is disqualified i was so worried there was going to be like some bullshit twist saving him there's not uh and i really enjoyed there's a moment everyone's looking at the list for who who made it further and there's so many like different reactions and responses and it's just really really quick to see a glimpse into a bunch of people how they interact how they respond a lot of people excited or disappointed or surprised in one way or another and that's nice it was a nice human moment i want to see more of that uh there's also uh then oh but there uh, while okay so there's a nice human moment while everyone's responding to the list but then there's Takeshi's monologue Takeshi was uh the the champion from the year prior right and he's he, he has this monologue and weird flashback talking about superheroes um and talking about how essentially Kosei was his superhero and how, how difficult it is to see a, a superhero struggle and oh god it's it's so rough what the fuck stop just stop wanking off kosei for a goddamn minute jesus christ uh, it, i mean i feel like by this point you should realize that's not going to happen no i know it's not the whole show is wanking off kosei and that's so fucking dumb uh but there is at least a moment uh that i liked where uh towards takeshi kosei tells him like well i i tried 100 that was me giving it my all uh which is good because it wasn't really like displayed in that way like it was displayed to give him an excuse previously
obviously, but this is him saying like, don't give me an excuse. I tried. And it's like, yes, that, that accountability. That's great to see. There we go, Kosei. Possibly his single best moment so far. Uh, then the main four have a walk home. Uh, Kosei has a manic breakdown where he just starts laughing maniacally. Uh, for a brief moment, it was like, I felt like it was implying he might run in front of a train that was coming. <laughs> Which would have been one hell of a twist. Uh, I, I just wrote, do it, cowards. I don't know if it would have made a coherent narrative, but it would have been a bold move. You just uh, want to see been another nice... child get killed. Man, they would have been such a great twist. Oh, God. Like, give me some Gurren Logan sudden death bullshit. Oh, it would have been great. Uh, oh, my God. You did not just bring that It up. was as a compliment to Gurren Logan. It never, it didn't, you didn't even believe he died originally. That's, you know, and I'm not sure if I would have believed that Kosei died if he would have gotten hit by a train. I probably would have assumed that he would end up in the hospital again because this show all also is very averse to bold decision making. But hey, at least in Gurren Logan, I was wrong. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, something else I'm realizing in Your Lion April, uh, it has some like good humorous moments that add some levity. Uh, it has humor, but it doesn't have good comedy. And the moments that it tries to have good comedy are bad. Uh, like in the, in the violent moments or the pervert moments or just whatever those moments are, they're just not really funny. Like this isn't a show you're really gonna laugh at, but there are some moments that do add levity successfully, and those are nice. Uh, I, I want it to focus on the levity rather than the jokes, because the jokes are not good. Uh, nonetheless, uh, we oh, oh we also get introduced to one other good character, Sean. Are you ready? Jose's mom's friend's daughter is great. She's adorable. She's spunky. She's silly and shy and ridiculous. She's great. Great character. Okay. All uh, right. And then we end we end this episode with uh, an ominous warning from Cowrie. Uh, about how she won't always be there for Kosei uh, and she calls him Charlie Brown and it's nice and ominous and it's like, oh, she's she's definitely dying. She's fucked. She, she's gonna die. Uh, obviously, don't spoil it for me or the listener, Sean, but she's gonna die. Uh, we, we get to episode 12 where also in episode 12, we get a different OP, yep. which was weird. Yep. I don't know if it's like just like what I was watching or if there was just like a sudden change of the OP. Yeah, no, Can that happens all the time, Remington. It's weird. I, and it was worse than the first one. Yeah, that also happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just kept the first one. Yeah, was... no. Uh, after about 12 episodes, usually, or in between seasons, OPs will change. Uh, and since this only ran in one season and they had a second OP after about 12 episodes, you know, it, that's when they decided to drop it in. But yeah, no, it, it's worse. It's definitely worse. Oh, man. Uh, so we, we get quite a bit more uh, PTSD stuff. Uh, it tries to build some sympathy like the the mom's friend she tries to build some sympathy talking about how like no mother despises their child once again i have no sympathy for uh for the mother at all not a very sympathetic character i also i have no idea what the role of the mom's friend is here like apparently she's very important and she becomes like his teacher again but it was just very strange how she's suddenly important and i don't i still don't really know why doesn't make a lot of sense to me uh but once again we, we get this problem that it's like this, this sort of like trauma essentialism of uh, that from the mom's friend. That's
that's like he's got to play so that he can say goodbye to his mom right uh, which is bullshit like if if that helps you if that helps you then sure fantastic that's great however i want to say for kosai and you know what for everybody out there it is sincerely okay to forget about your abusers and to move on from them that is another option now different methods will work for different people however you don't have to confront all of your trauma and revel in it so that you can get better and say goodbye you many times you can just leave toxicity behind and move on and that's a fine option you're not allowed to leave me remington uh well uh it's an option for for those who don't have uh, such a, a brilliant and beloved podcast that i enjoy every single moment of uh and let's be honest our relationship is healthier than most anime relationships that's unironically true. Uh, Kaori introduces Kosei to her parents in this episode. Uh, I want to see Watari get interact with Kaori's parents. Like, w- just let Watari be her boyfriend. Oh, God. I just want to see so much more of it. Uh, and then also there's like Subaki. Like, they, then they have a moment. They're at the pool with everyone. Like, the four main characters. And then like Subaki's meaningless friend who is also there. <laughs> like, we've seen her friend once. And it's like, oh, okay. Sure. Why not? Uh, then we have another cute moment of Kaori and Watari. And there's a comment of like, oh, wow, those two look really great together. It would be nice if we saw more of them. That's like the second moment of genuine, second or third moment of sincere contact and interaction we've seen between them in 12 episodes. God damn. Uh, there, there's a moment where it's like, uh, like he falls in the pool. It was, it was nice and stylistic, uh, albeit real pretentious. Uh, and then we, we get to uh we, we get to the the gala because there there was going to be a performance where Kauri was invited to do a violin exhibition not for a competition just to show off and Kosei is her communist cool uh sure why not um everyone's there just to see Kauri of course because no one else matters everyone just cares about Kauri everyone's just talking about Kauri in the lobby uh we get we briefly see like a weevil character he has a bowl cut he has round glasses he's weevil uh uh, and then we also, if you remember, Emmy, the dark and brooding shy girl, we see her in this weird getup trying to hide and disguise herself like super zany. Which, don't get me wrong, like, I like the zany, but her character was not implied to be zany. It was, I don't get it. Like, is there something I'm missing there, Sean? Uh, no, not really. That's kind of the same tone that all of the humor takes in this entire show. It was so weird and out of place. Um, I, I immediately predicted, uh, Kauri is, is nowhere to be found. She's running late. No one knows why. Uh, my prediction was she was definitely obviously at the hospital for one reason or another. Uh, possibly dying mid-season, but I, I predicted that they're probably going to save that for the end of season. Um, at one point, uh, they need more time. So they go up to, to, to Weevil, who is a young prodigy himself. And they're like, hey, would you mind moving your spot? We need more time. And Weevil is very justified in saying like no like I have the final spot that's a very valuable spot I like that spot I won that spot like no uh which is fine but then because of fucking course he can't just say no he can't just be a reasonable character every person's life revolves around uh revolves around Kaori and Kosei so then he's like also how dare she play the way she does trying to be creative just play to the music gosh darn it fuck her 
uh, which is just like a metaphor for he Weevil is a metaphor for Kosei when he was young. I get that. But why does every decision in every single moment of every single character have to revolve around Kaori and Kosei? God damn it. Just give me characters who stand on their own. Uh, so then, then Kaori doesn't show up. So Kosei just goes to play piano at the violin gala. Uh, episode 13 is all about playing piano at the violin gala, which is just real stupid. It's the context of this is dumb. I get it. You want him to play again in front of people. This is not the way to do it. Like it, you were just the accompanist brother. Like sure you're a talented pianist, but people didn't come here for you. If I'm going to a Broadway production and then halfway through a song, some comedian shows up and starts telling jokes. It's like, I'm sure you're a great comedian, but like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, like, the real joke, is... the real joke is seeing a comedian on Broadway. Hey, uh, it was just, it was, it, it was just dumb. Uh, also, like, there's a brief moment where, like, a flashback. There's a whole lot of flashbacks about Kosei's mom in this episode as well. This is like supposed to be a super emotional episode. Uh, and one of the flashbacks has like the mom's friend who is just unloading divorce drama about her husband onto like seven-year-old Kosei, which is just not a good. Don't do that. Don't unload your marital drama onto young children. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, other flashbacks, they still try to create some sympathy, sympathy towards the mother character, showing her on her deathbed, interacting with mom's friend. Once again, just she's not a tragic or bittersweet character. Uh, him saying goodbye to her is not a bittersweet moment. It's just objectively good with no sadness behind it. Obviously, like, it's good to work through your trauma find your passions however you can but good god this is presented in i think a genuinely unhealthy manner uh kosei starts crying it's good to see him show some emotions nice to see a good cry uh all the side characters in the audience uh are like oh wow this is such a touching moment and it like pretends that they've been important when they've shown up briefly in two episodes uh weevil has completely had a change of heart through kosei's magical playing because every single person does and he's like oh my god this is what music is i can't believe it because of fucking course uh, but the, the problem is, Your Lie in April, it sacrifices authenticity, humanity, and depth for short-term emotional emphasis. It's very similar to, like, Silent Voice, right? Where you you get these quick, snappy, emotional appeals, but I, I want something deeper, I, and I'm not getting that. Uh, then, finally, um, at the very end of the episode, we're, we're told something is going on. Cowrie, she's in the hospital. They rush towards her. Uh, um, and she, it, it seems like she had some, like, either a fall or a brain surgery or something like that. I don't think they said exactly what it was, but she's got a bandage around her head. Um, but she's fine and cheery. She's okay. It was uh, a fall. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, which is cowardice. Cowardice. Uh, maybe, maybe she won't be able to, like, play as well or some shit. I don't know. Uh. Yeah, there's more to it than that, but, you know, spoilers. Well, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, so, I mean, my, my predictions, undeniably, she is, she's gonna be gone. I'm assuming by death, but it could be by just like leaving somewhere or something. Uh, probably in either the last or second to last episode of the entire season. That's my prediction. Um, and it'll 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 play it off as super nice and emotional. Um, but overall, this show, uh, it's in the same category of Silent Voice or or Anohana for me, where it's like it has so much potential and it has some really good emotional bits, but it lacks proper depth and authenticity, and that's an oof. Uh, oh, or good, you know, good, good, good. Or, You're bringing back the. 
those anime into this saying they lack depth and authenticity, which is going to get even more angry emails sent at us. Oh, here. You want me to drop a bomb? It's about the same tier uh, and people that many people will agree for different reasons, uh, for very different reasons than I intend them. It's about the same tier for me as Toradora, where I oh. thought it was going to be super interesting and different, uh, but it's a lot more of like the same old shit. Uh, <laughs> overall, like if this show, it's very beautiful. It shows a lot of effort, a lot of heart. I don't think it hits the mark. I it I think this this usurps all the other shows as the most disappointing show for me because I so badly wanted to love it. I so badly wanted to appreciate it, and it's just a bit of an oof. Bit of an oof. Uh, and you know what? Instead, don't worry. You do. Let me tell everyone right now. If you've listened to all of this and you've still yet to for some reason decide whether or not you're going to watch, uh, you don't need to. I got better recommendations for you. Instead of your line, April, go watch your name. A fantastic movie that has some of the same themes and emotional resonance and is masterfully done. Uh, or, or if, if you like video games, uh, you can go play uh, Gree. Gree, beautiful game. G-R-I-S, very beautiful. Uh, deals with sense of loss and grief uh, in, in a very artistic, well-done manner. Or if like Manic Pixie Dream Girls are your thing, John Green, he's the author for you. Go read Looking for Alaska. All of those things are far better than this show. All of those are way better ways to spend your time than Your Lie in April. Your Lie in April, so much potential, but it stands as the single most disappointing anime I have ever seen. And that seals our fate. I am going to go uh, find first a lawyer, then <laughs> Satan. Because I feel like he's the best, next best thing for me to help uh, survive this endeavor we're about to delve into. You need to deal with the devil at this point, Sean. Because uh, I'll be honest with you, Remington, the thing that makes this the worst part, the worst part of your entire tirade about this entire series, is the fact that you basically summarized my feelings about the show. Oh no! <laughs> Like, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. By the time I finished it, I said, okay, I enjoyed watching that. But let's, I'll be honest with you. It took me about eh, a year to watch the whole thing because I was like, eh, I don't really want to watch an episode of that right now. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I am sure that the ending is, like, super emotionally impactful, and it's like, holy shit, what a moment. But, like, so was your name, or, like, Weathering With You, or, oh, uh, what was, or, uh, 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 the universe, what was the name of it? Place Further Than the Universe. Place Further Than the Universe. Like, these things, just, these are things that you can go check out that will emotionally fulfill and fuck you up simultaneously in a great way without, without as much, like, like missed potential because there's so much potential in this show the first episode of your line april was brilliant it was great but that's because i thought it was just building foundations that it would grow upon when in reality it was more or less just presenting the whole of the show well uh revington we so we're now running... that we've dined our our uh death pact together sean yeah nope 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 like most people don't care about my opinions on this show as much uh because they're here to see what kind of monstrous things you usually say i mean it probably helps that uh, your opinions are like an hour and a half in <laughs> Yeah, yep, 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 Don't worry, yep, yep. people will, will rage and shut it off far before that. <laughs> yeah, that is very likely. Uh, but yeah, no, like, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I like the show as much a, a bit, but that's only because I'm able to ignore a lot of anime bullshit. And this is probably the most anime bullshit melodrama out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree with that sentiment, Sean. Yeah, like, I'm happy I watched it, but I don't ever want to see it again. And and so there, there it goes, our, our most requested, most anticipated episode 
episode. Uh, one of, if not our longest episode. Uh, good God. Yeah. Uh, and just uh, just for a final nail in our proverbial coffins, uh, which will probably be very literal coffins here shortly. Uh, do you have a final prediction of what the lie in April is? Um, I'm still leaning towards. I assume that if it's not something that's been presented, well then fuck. Uh, so I assume it's something that's been presented. It is. Um, I I like my very early guess of like the anemia, everything's gonna be fine or something like that. Uh, and the lies that she's gonna be fine where actually she ends up dying. Okay. Um, uh, I can't think of anything else that would have like as emotional resonance, if that makes sense. Uh, but it's quite possible that like I'm overlooking something. So that that would generally be my prediction, at least for the direction that that would be. Okay, so I won't tell you what the lie is, uh, but I definitely think that either Dylan should censor this or people should skip like 20 seconds forward. Oh, okay. Because all I'm going going to say Pleasantville. Oh god. Oh fuck. Oh no. <laughs> okay, so that doesn't that doesn't give this show much <laughs> And who knows, we'll get a lot of requests to come back to it and finish it, and I'm sure we will one day, but uh, that that depends on whether or not we survive the week. Hell yeah, we'll, we'll see. Oh, uh, then without further ado, Remington, I have one final question to ask you. It could very well be the final question, I'm not certain at this point. Uh, would you like to watch some more Your Lie in April with me sometime? Uh, yeah, maybe, like, in the background as I'm doing something else, just so I can get, eventually get to the twist. Or maybe just... The last episode. Okay, that, that that that's that's the final words. All right, let's go for it. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed our fucking nearly two-hour-long episode, maybe more. I haven't got the timestamps in front of me. Uh, then there are a couple different ways to support us. Uh, first of which is we have a Patreon, uh, where you can get access to all kinds of bonus content and uh, help us um, produce the podcast uh, directly and on. On that Patreon, we have some lovely rewards, including a personal shout-out on our show. So, Remington, who are some of the lovely people that uh, have supported us this week? Well, of course, I want to send thanks out to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls. Uh, but even further than that, we get to our yandere waifus, and our yandere waifus madly in love with us and filling us with, with fear and love for them. We have Sarah Birch and Miles to go, Kazu Morocco, Hayden Lecker, Neku, Neko Head Pats, McAlex, Juliana, Salty Pretzel, Glenn Michael Dolan, Ross Palmer, Jacob Livingston, Xerix, H. Wood, Nico Nico Nee, Nico Nico Nee, Nico Nico Nee, Farmer Weeb, Alexander Nasiasenio, I Remington Love Kirito, oh fuck, Andrew <laughs> Rawaki, Grant Firetype, Matthew B, Devin McCutcheon, uh, and Chris Salas. Thank all of you, you Yanrai waifus, you're great, even, even the one who's making me admit my love for Kirito naming convention I do not approve of and hope does not catch on further but even further than that Sean we need to go to the land where magic is plentiful and there's plenty of Patronus to go around we of course are going to the boy wizard tier and on the boy wizard tier we have Chase Fredette whose Patronus is a, a majestic fucking deer and then we have Delina Perez 
whose Patronus is a barn owl. Real, real nice and adorable. Uh, but, but from Hogwarts, we go yet further into a place even, even darker, even more confusing and misunderstood. That place is the White House. And here at the White House, we have all of our Chevonomusco tier, the peak of our patrons. And of course, we have to start with our patron saint himself, none other than saint. Then, on the flip side of things, we have the almighty sinner. Then, we have Zachary Shirley. Uh, Sean, would you like to contribute uh, a pun for this one? You're not even going to try anymore? You're just going to force me on them? I, you haven't done a Shirley in a while. I mean, I feel like I did one last week. No, you, I think you did a Justin last week, not a Shirley. <laughs> Look, the puns kind of blend together at this point, uh, but for Zachary Shirley, um, you know, I... Honestly, Rem, I'm just amazed that you're as surely of yourself as you are. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, no, look, there's only so many you can do, my man, and I'm amazed I got this far. Oh, uh, and then we move on to Cassidy Justin, and just in case Sean is going to be a whiny bitch about it, I'll handle that one. Yeah, otherwise uh, then, it'd be the cast straw. God. Then, of course, we have Take Your Damn Money Dylan. That's uh, Dylan's very generous mob connections uh, that we've discussed uh, we have the touchy diplomat, uh, a very, a very, very touchy diplomat. We, we send them out from the White House to other weeb communities, uh, where either they, they frisk them or they get very moody. Uh, depends on which sense of touchy we interpret it as. Then we have Amoto Ahigao, which is the single worst <laughs> name of all. Uh, it hurts me every time to say... Uh, we have the Silk Inspector, which I'm not allowed to make sexy jokes because Sean gets mad at me, but every single time I'm going to say that, uh, so that the world knows that Sean is censoring my, my free speech. Uh, and last, but certainly not least, we have Theo Noel, who makes every single day on Anime Out of Context a nice Christmas morning. To absolutely every single one of you, we so greatly appreciate and adore you guys. Uh, the fact that we can do this is mind-blowing. We are up to 60 patrons, just 15 away from starting to do video content uh, and and quite a bit more away from me ranking all the Pokemon, uh, which is terrifying. Uh, but we we appreciate we appreciate absolutely every single one of you. Uh, I will just say, Remington, you can't accuse me of censoring you due to the fact that we make this podcast and I would have a much better life expectancy if I was actively censoring you. <laughs> you, you censor me in this one very specific regard. <laughs> Look, mostly because I can't get away with censoring you in other ways. <laughs> Uh, and with that, uh, thanks once again to all of our lovely patrons. Uh, but if you'd like to support us and you don't have the extra cash to toss our way, that's fine. We appreciate the support all the same. Uh, so the be the second best way for you to support us is via leaving a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you really want to help us grow, word of mouth is a great way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or you can send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, everybody, thank you all so much for tuning in, and as always, don't fuck your sister. Do -do -do -do. Do -do -do -do. Pleasantville.